We already know that Lyme disease can cause severe illness in people, but what about our pets? Exactly, prevention is key, and we're about to find out how you can protect your dog from tick bites. And, and this, this is Chick, Chick to Chick. This podcast is sponsored by Steve Gephardt and Moneyline Lending. The housing market is still hot and the inventory is low, but that could be challenging for a buyer. Well, Steve and Moneyline can help you find and finance the home of your dreams. You can connect with Steve today by going to MoneylineMortgages.com or SteveSellsEverything.com. Well, like so many of our other podcasts, this podcast came out of our own personal lives. Right. So uh, I went to the vet with my son, and it's his dog, although I like to say it's our dog. It's your grand dog. It's my grand dog. Yeah. So we took Tilly to the vet, and the vet said, is Tilly vaccinated against Lyme? Mm -hmm. You know, my son's like, what? Uh, you know, and I said, what? Oh, Wait, what? what? She <laughs> said, yeah, you know, your dog really needs to get this vaccine against Lyme. And then she... Uh, threw out this statistic that blew me away. She mm -hmm. said that 80% of dogs that don't have some sort of protection against Lyme, 80% of dogs who don't have that protection that are bitten by an infected tick mm -hmm. go on to get Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? So of course we got her vaccinated yeah. and she has the, you know, the tick and flea thing that you put on her back. But I walked out of the vet office, I called you and I said, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. And I said, you said my favorite four letter word, Lime. There you go. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I think people forget that when they have their pets at home and they're snuggling up with them or they're on the sofa and their dogs are not protected, possibly they are also going to get sick from a tick bite. We've already gone down that yep. uh, rabbit hole a lot. But Today, it's really important that we talk about preventing tick bites with our dogs. So today we have Darcy Wally with us. She's with iDeck. Darcy, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, let's start off. What is iDeck? I know you're not a veterinarian, but it is very important to veterinarians. So what is iDeck? Yeah, so the veterinarian is our primary customer. So we manufacture and sell diagnostic tests for companion animals, both point of care. So what we would call an in-clinic test that you would have run when your dog is right there in the, the vet practice or at the reference lab. So more send out type tests as well. Darcy, I think you heard my story that we were talking about Tilly and what the vet said to us. And I guess I really didn't think about that, but your pets are outside, specifically your dogs are out mm -hmm. running around, they're in the woods. How common is it that they're gonna come in contact with a tick? Incredibly common. And if your pets are like my pets, they also sleep in the bed with me. Um, and they're everywhere they go, we go too. So, and the same ticks that bite them bite us. Um, as far as, you know, the vaccine and the prevention piece that you were talking about, you know, it really, unfortunately, we don't have the same uh, luxuries as humans that our, our pets do in terms of annual screening and, and vaccines even, as well as these preventative, um, you know, pharmaceuticals that exist for them monthly or, or whatever the case may be. So um, incredibly, incredibly likely that they are going to run into it um, as much or more than us. 
Well, it's interesting. I would just want to jump in very quickly because the vet said that, as you were saying, the dog comes in, has the tick on them, they jump in bed with us. Mm -hmm. The vet actually said her dog brought the tick in, and the next thing she knows, she sees the tick crawling up the wall mm -hmm. in her house. So they are bringing them into the home, and they can infect us as well. And, and they do. Yeah. And, and they absolutely do. Didn't even think about that. So we talk about Lyme a lot, but we also know that there are what they call co-infections. And I know that there's one particularly um, that dogs are really susceptible to. Which, which one is that? So uh, I believe you'd be referring to anaplasmosis, which is also a zoonotic disease. So just like Lyme, it infects both dogs and humans. Uh, scariest thing about anaplasmosis. So it's transmitted, transmitted excuse me, by the same tick as Lyme, um, but it transmits much, much faster. So it's been reported as transmitting as little as four hours of tick attachment. So people traditionally think of Lyme as like a 48-hour attachment before you're going to be at risk. And anaplasma is, is significantly shorter and... Unfortunately, there are not any preventive products that have anaplasma claims. So several of them do have Lyme claims, um, but anaplasma, because it transmits so quickly, is, is especially tricky. Um, so really being diligent about tick checks, um, you know, and, and people have the tendency to think, well, the dog was just in my yard. Um, you know, it's not like we went for a hike in the woods, um, but they're in the yard. They are everywhere that you will find grasses and trees and shrubs. So the dog's outside running around and they come in. What am I looking for? And where am I looking on the dog for this tick? I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> it can be really, really hard. So I'm in the Northeast. I, I'm, I live in Maine and we have a lot of uh, what is known as the deer tick. So the deer tick in particular can be very, very small, like um, poppy seed, size of a poppy seed. So it is incredibly hard to find these uh, and, and it varies by dog, right? So if you have a dark colored dog with a lot of hair, it gets even harder. Um, there's no perfect way to do it, but we use lint rollers on our dogs. So you can use those sticky lint rollers and run it over the, you know, your pup when they come in from being outside. That's a good check. We also, there's no harm in doubling up. Um, I do not work in pharmaceuticals. And again, I always would say talk to your veterinarian, but um, personally, I give my, my dogs, you know, I do the vaccine when available. I do the preventatives. I also do a spray. So I carry frontline in my car um, for when we go on hikes and stuff and I spritz their legs, um, anything to help repel because a lot of the preventatives out there, they will kill the tick eventually once it bites the dog. Um, but not all products are created equal in terms of their repellent qualities. So it's scary. It's, it's hard not to get overly paranoid about it. Um, I think we do the best we can and then just know the signs and symptoms to look for. The ticks are just, they'll hide wherever and they really like like moisture. Could they be in the mouth? Areas. Absolutely. In they the can gums? be in the gum line. They can be in yes. the ear. They can be embedded all in, you know, the pads. I mean, right. I, I mean, pulled they, one off the eye, mm -hmm. just the above eye. the eyelid on my dog the other day, fully attached. Oh, yeah, um, so you don't, you're not just like looking around the neck and looking around the haunches and looking around oh. those areas. You're, you're really giving a, a once over. And, uh, you know, Darcy, I know that a lot of companies also promote doing um, permethrin either on their dog or on like maybe a bandana or something as another preventative. Is that something else that you're seeing as a good idea? Absolutely. I think, like I say, double up, triple up. Um, these things are, these buggers are very, very sneaky and whatever you can do to keep them out of your house and off your pet and off your kids, 
yeah. ideal. And the symptoms, I mean, I think they're a little similar to humans, right? They're just, you, your dog can't tell you what's wrong. So what are some of the things that you can look for? Yeah, so same types of things in terms of lethargy, feeling very tired, feeling a lot of joint aches, body aches, um, flu-like symptoms, fever that you don't really have any known cause for. Um, a lot of people have this misconception that there's always going to be this bullseye rash if I'm bitten by an infected tick, and it it really is um, not the majority of folks that will ever find that rash. And of course, on our pets, we don't often see it because they're covered in fur. Um, so seeing the bite or seeing the tick is not always likely. Uh, they're very small, and once they feed, they drop off. Mm -hmm. So you're not always going to find that. The best case is just to be very um, aware of how you're feeling. You're talking about the symptoms there in humans. What about the symptoms in your dog? Yeah, so those are going to be largely the same. Um, it's kind of sleepiness, like I said, um, fever, so like hot ears, feeling kind of warm to the touch, very lethargic, um, lame, limping, bruising if in places where you can see it, swollen joints, um, and sometimes just something seems off, and that's really the best um, kind of explanation you can give to your veterinarian. I just, I know my dog and something's not right. Is the vaccine then the best form of protection for your dog? And how long does the vaccine last? Yeah, so the Lyme vaccine is annual. Um, once you get, you know, once you get a puppy fully up to speed on all their boosters, it's an annual vaccine. Um, nothing is 100%. Nothing has 100%, you know, efficacy. So I think the vaccine is great. I think the vaccine in combination with preventatives and sprays and and, you know, permethrin clothing. And I really am an advocate for all of it, the entire gamut. And ask about the vaccine in particular. It is not considered a core vaccine in a lot of places. Um, I recently adopted a dog out of Massachusetts and you would think Massachusetts, it would be a core vaccine. Yeah. Um, and it is not yet. So there are plenty of places where you might want to ask for it. When someone gets their dog vaccinated, we can't just let them say, oh, you're good. Um, you know, you're saying that doubling up is is the best form, but also if they do get that tick that does attach, because they can still attach, right? They're, they, that can still happen. Do you recommend that, you know, they take that tick and get it tested? That's what we do with humans. You certainly can. Um, there's no harm. It's it's kind of, it's one of those things. If the tick is infected, does that mean that they transmitted it to your dog? You don't necessarily know that, or your or yourself. You don't necessarily know that. Um, for curiosity's sake, you, you certainly could. There is, this is one of the places where I think the animal world is far um, surpassed mm -hmm. the human medicine world. There is a lot of known prevalence on tick-borne disease because our dogs are tested annually throughout um, throughout the country and, and throughout the globe in many cases, but North America in particular has a very strong annual screening market for tick-borne disease. And so there are plenty of resources to be able to go and identify the tick that you pulled off. Um, they make it fairly simple, um, even if you don't look at them all day, every day, mm -hmm. uh, and the diseases that they carry and how prevalent those diseases are in your area. So this is where you know our dogs as sentinels really 
becomes a powerful message because we can learn. They're telling us a lot um, without being able to talk in terms of what is around and what could potentially be very dangerous to us. So, you know, send off if you're curious. It, it To me, it's, it's more the prevalence information is available and there's no way to know if it was transmitted or not. Um, and not every time it transmits doesn't necessarily manifest as disease. So I think that's really important to know. In a lot of cases, our bodies and our dog's bodies are very capable of fighting the infection and we don't ever develop, you know, chronic illness from it. But because a lot of these ticks carry so many pathogens, they don't just carry Lyme, um, it's, it's especially dangerous because the more pathogen you put into a body, the more overwhelmed that immune system becomes and the more likely it is to succumb to actual illness or chronic disease. So um, scary stuff, but. And as we wrap up this podcast, I think we really need to stress this message that yes, that tick can go from your dog to a person. And I don't think people are making that connection because I certainly You know didn't. I'm making that connection. But we really need to hit home on that. Yes. That is possible for the tick to go from the dog very to the to, to the owner mm -hmm. it's, yes especially with repellents so um it, it varies because what a tick does the life cycle of the tick right they're going to bite the dog and they're going to feed until they get their blood meal and then they're going to drop off and they're going to go molt so they don't mm -hmm. they don't feed and then drop off and go feed on somebody else and then drop off and go feed on somebody else but if you're using like repellents for instance and the tick tries to get on the dog and they're like ew you know i don't like the taste of this then they're going to crawl off and find somebody else you know potentially yourself in the bed. So um, it's it's really all over the place. Yeah. All right. Great information, Darcy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Darcy. I learned a lot. You know, I love that dog. I you just love Tilza Beans. I, I, I love Tilza Beans and it's hard. You know yeah. the color of her fur. I know. She's like a tan color, but you got her look and I, I'm yeah. surprised to hear too that I need to look in her mouth too. You need to look because everywhere. I yeah. honestly don't. Yeah. I don't. I check her paws and I check her fur, yeah. but I'm not looking closely enough and I, I gotta do a better job. And those ticks, they're gonna they're gonna find you one way or the other. So you just have to be super diligent. We enjoyed having Darcy today. We appreciate all of the knowledge she brought to us and we are so glad that you were with us. Do us a favor, head over to our YouTube channel and please like and subscribe until we're back to chirp about another topic.